Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 26 of People of Azeroth. The hype levels are up. I've got the, our guest today is someone I've been trying to get for a long time. Massive, massive figure, a titan in the WoW Classic community, content creator, big name streamer, big pumper, creator of the hardcore community that we all know and love. Boys, we are joined by Cargos today. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Dude, that's quite the intro. Thank you very much for the. <laughs> Never, never achieved, never received so much hype in my life, man. Thank you. <laughs> the godfather of the hardcore community. Oh my lord! It's been, hasn't that been a ride, dude? Already, it's just been like this. It's just gone nuts in such a short period of time. It's the the hottest thing right now. Absolutely, yeah. It's been, uh, it's been really good. I'm really excited for the next cup, and uh, we're yep. just off to a good start with the community. Good people, good vibes, and uh, you know, we're making leveling great again. Dude, it has brought the community together like not the streaming community as well and people are feeding off each other and i can see people like grays and jarman people's view the view counts are up massively from this it's been a huge boost to the streaming community too and it's and all from and all from positivity dude it's not from it's not from dumb shit it's like just from positive people supporting each other i fucking love it it's one of those few times in life where it just where you have an idea that it just kind of just makes sense you know like it promotes itself yep. it creates good content clips both you know, good and bad yep. clips, you know, people tuning into each other's stream when they die or something cool happens. Yep. It's just, it's great, man. It's really great. Dude, when we lost Jarman a couple of days ago on his uh, high level as a Jar woman, I think, level 30 mm -hmm. something, I mean, everybody is dropping into a stream to pay respects, dude. It's you, me, Grays, Thick Meta TV, everybody's dropping in. People sound the alarms, you know, I got a couple of DMs instantly <laughs> like, Jarman just died, man. Yeah. Instantly you go, you, you'll pop in. It's just great. Oh man, it's so good. It's so good. Um, but let's go back, right? Let's go back in time. Let's go back to 2004. Now, what do you think you were playing back in 04 prior to the launch of, uh, of Vanilla WoW? Uh, Halo 2 came out in 2004 as well. I mean, 2004 was a great year for, yep. for gaming. I was uh, 14 years old at the time in middle school. And, you know, right. I, just, uh, I just, I just, I do, I do remember it pretty vividly. I started playing Winter Break of 2004 um started to get into getting get into wow and uh just i man it was as soon as i, I logged in for the first time well for, first of all the way i got i even found out about world of warcraft is i had a family friend uh named simis you know someone that um i didn't really know too well he was older than me but my parents knew his parents you know the parents would get together have a few drinks you know do, do yep. all that type of stuff somewhere at their house and i'm like this little you know younger kind of loser kid watching this older kid play and i'm sitting on his bed and i'm just looking over his shoulder he probably hates that i'm there you know but i'm just watching him and he's he's going through the barons on his troll and no, uh, golly dude i honestly just knew at that point not even to be you know hallmark or, or you know be be cliche about it but it really was like i i just knew i was fixated pretty much like i had to play this game and take the least like path of least resistance towards playing this game um oh, so body imagine it. how how powerful that feeling is that if you're watching another guy play the game and you are transfixed dude how sick is that a few times in life it's happened it's happened a few <laughs> yeah. times i can count it on one hand yeah. but it was a yeah. type of thing that usually you get into something because your friends recommend you something like yes yeah. the type of thing that i could care less no one was into like i, I just immediately yeah. got it just 
logged in, made my guy, not sure what to expect, made a Tauren warrior on the Illyria realm, the normal <laughs> realm. I, I didn't know any better. I didn't know what the realms were. Close or anything like that. Close enough. I used, used my Xbox Live gamer tag, randomly generated gamer tag, Sharper Edge. And, uh, Sharper you know, Edge, yeah. Edgy they, as fuck back then too, yeah. That's, that's how they would generate it, man. They would take one adjective and one noun and just slap it together and there was your Xbox Live gamer tag. And, and um, that was the first tune. That was your first tune, dude, a Tauren warrior. Tauren warrior, rest was history, man holy shit dude how far did you progress with that guy got him to 17 and then basically <laughs> my my friends my buddy like the first movers yeah. on this my buddy max and chris they, they were like okay i'm down to give wow shot because uh, max saw me play so he wanted yep. to make a human warlock and it was yep. the type of thing that you know oh god this is the social dynamics of kids you know I, I was a little bit salty that he wanted to go alliance and then it looked like my friends were going to go alliance and i was going to lose my progress right and i was like yep, oh yep. god they want to go alliance oh no yep. i have to start all over again so i started alliance uh with them and made a dwarf paladin named sharp edge once again always into the brand consistency here and uh you know he made a human warlock my buddy chris made a dwarf hunter and we set off and we played we play, I mean, the rest is history, man. It was kind of a just floated on by school, best as I could throughout the years. Yeah, and I just played a bunch of wow. Holy shit, dude! Did you play as the uh, expansions progressed? Did you play through what expansions did you play through? All of them to some degree, some more than others, right? I mean, yep. TBC in vanilla, I was I was a noob, you know. I, I uh, yeah, you know, we got through some of the we content. All were. We, we, we all we all were, and I just I distinctly remember my role. You know, I finally get sixty my palette. I want to be this big Chad, you know, two hand wielding yeah. crusader of the light. And yeah, my, I remember that. I, I remember my uh, my role in the raid because before early in vanilla, you could res people while they were in combat if you stood yeah. far enough back. Right so back. my my role as this little noob fourteen year old squeaker, they're like, all right, bud, you need to go buff everybody, and then you got to stay so far back, and then as we die, you just res us. And I'm like, but but you know like. But I want to go in there and do damage. You're like, nah, man, that's it. Just res us and buff us. And that was that was my my rating experience on on on, on dude. On a that's so funny. I, I interviewed. I just recently interviewed Taladrill, man, and he was uh, a really smart dude as well. And he was uh, he was just saying the same thing. He says, man, there were so many people who rolled paladins looking for that class fantasy the arthur's class fantasy from fucking uh from from the rts and he's like you get into the raid you gotta stay back out of combat resins and just five minute buffs dude that was it just a buff and then and, and, and also kill yourself in order to save the white to, to save the raid from wiping. so you know if it really got spicy you would go and just sacrifice yourself and be a martyr and yeah it's not it's so at odds with what a paladin what a lot so many people rolled as a paladin to do man and do you know it? Um, you did you did this recently on your streams when in, before hardcore you had gone through and rolled a paladin. You were tanking, and watching your streams, dude, it was exactly that was exactly what my leveling experience through classic this time around was. I was a prop pally dude, and I tanked all of the dungeons, and I had the best time tanking on a prop pally. I think is one of the most exciting ways, the funnest way to play WoW Classic for me is an aoe tank get all the mobs together you're standing front and center dropping the consecrate putting out that aoe damage i just love it you feel like such a beast dude and it's you really it's, it's a great way to play and it really it's is. just it's such a contrast then that once the dungeons are over and you're into raiding it's just like you're just thrown to the side like a piece of trash dude it's just done properly <laughs> finished yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, like serious skills are not really going to have. Uh, it'd be they'd be hard pressed to uh, to give you a shot. Yeah. Um, 
you can. Some prop pallies have really, you know, the determined prop pallies out there have made it work and they've been able to, you know, uh, tank it with, you know, the greater blessing of King Spam um, yep. generating threat that way. And that's that's pretty cool to see, you know, showing the, and, and the uh, cool thing about that, that. That just came up recently too, didn't it? So that's still, that's new. That's a, a new meta that's been created, isn't it? It's a pretty new meta. And the other cool thing about it, one of the most exciting things about it is that when people play Paladin, they ho- they wish that they get, they're hoping that they can use, uh, you know, tier two armor, right? And look like yep. that, that yeah, big yeah. monster with exactly. that cool, the cool transmog. If you're Prot Pally and you are, um, you know, tanking with greater blessings of King Spam, apparently it's just a very solid bundle of stats and that ends up being your best in slot type of pieces for a while. So you can actually sort of live that dream to That's an extent. Dream. Yeah, generating threat with Gbok and, you know. Yeah. But isn't it so cool that even after all this time and the people, and like I said, Taladrill, man, you've got these theory crafters out there, the big, the actual big brain dudes, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they've been, been working on this shit with from private servers and stuff, and now we still get new shit that's coming out. And I think that's awesome. It shows how nuanced the game actually is and that you can peel back these layers and still find new ways to play it. Absolutely. Even on private servers, man, because private servers have been out for a bunch of years. People thought, all right, the meta's done. Everybody knows the best yep. way to do it. There's a ton of differences between my experiences on, um, you know, Northdale, Nost, Elysium, Zethker. Like, there's some tech and stuff and some strats and some stuff on Classic that I never saw before. And it's just, it's cool. The the dungeon, the AoE, this, the, the melee cleave and the, um, the spell cleave, did... Was that a thing on private servers or did that come about for this time in classic? Was that that meta created recently? It still was sort of a thing, but the main thing is that the dungeons, the mobs in the dungeons on private servers hit way harder. They were just stronger oh, across the board. And uh, just the, the the XP modifier or whatever might have just been yep. a little bit different that ultimately like you still could. And I remember on some of the freshes, um, the, some of the best players, the PVPers who didn't really like leveling that much in general, and they just really wanted to get the 60 as fast as possible. They did actually Dungeon Cleave sort of back in the day, but nothing yeah. like what we're seeing right now with Classic right now. No, or what we saw at launch, dude. Holy fucking shit. You've talked about it on GMA, uh, mm-hmm. but a lot, some of the listeners here won't know, but that was a big part of your leveling um, this time around, wasn't it? Was no, in no, Dungeons no, yeah. doing that. Yeah. 10 men. And, 10 men. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it was in a lot of ways do you think it was to the detriment do you think it's a detriment to the leveling experience for you or do you think it's just it, you know interesting to explore a new meta and supercharge that leveling experience to get to end game that, that people wanted it was pretty cool in ways i mean it was it was it was really cool you had to apply yourself everybody was getting up at the crack of dawn playing all day it was <laughs> almost like you're on this marathon with your buddies doing yep. this, this dungeon cleave there was some stuff to love there and here's the thing that, that i always have to remind myself to snap myself back into equilibrium it's that this is the first life cycle of classic servers you know yep. let's have blizzard be true to the reference client let's let's get a taste of the no changes that we've always wanted for so many years now let's get a taste and then you know once all the emotions settle and we kind of see the good bad and the ugly we can maybe you know consider uh maybe making a few changes down the line you know there there are different types of changes though there i like to say that there's like these no changes changes and there's changes changes you know but um uh, you know i'll get into that later but you know there's there's a lot to love with the with the dungeon cleave but at the same time i do think it was at the detriment of the game if i think about the majority of players just because the content got ate up so fast and and leveling (laughs) leveling is just one of the most awesome things in classic uh it's it's you know, and I think that even Blizzard wasn't was anticipating the leveling uh, journey was going to take 
uh, longer for a lot of the player base and people just crushed it and cruised all the way to 60 at that point they less they feel less connected with their character uh they they're, they're more used to like a rapid yep. lightning fast sort of pacing so in blizzard mind that probably accelerated the timeline they said we got to push phase phase two we got to do this like yep. intermediary phase you know but with uh before yeah, the two all comes out, or whatever it was yeah yeah and it just set but classic it, off on that on that note. It set it up on that on that on that note of also that kind of sweaty min max dungeon cleave or your yep. bad type thing. And you know, yep. in hindsight, that probably was that detriment of the game. Yeah. A couple of points. So with the spell cleave and the melee cleave, the other thing that people need to remember is that this wasn't. It's not easy. Like this isn't just this isn't cheesing the fucking game. Like it was still took a lot of coordination, tactics, and communication to do that. So that still needs to be recognized that there was a skill skill element involved in it. Um, but but also Blizzard kind of scuffed it a bit. I mean, should should ten man dungeons be available? Should you be able to do ten mans up to that point? I mean, that was the first thing. The XP was scuffed initially, wasn't it, for ten man uh, XP yeah. bonus wasn't being reduced. That was a big part of it. And yep. then the the other thing that we had, which only got addressed essentially halfway through the leveling experience for a lot of people, was the warrior threat generation was wrong as well, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, you could just spam uh, demo shout over and over again. Yeah. And just get like massive infinite, you know, threat. And, yeah, you know, it would kind of trivialize everything. Absolutely. Yeah, Blizzard made some mistakes along the way, didn't they? I mean, on that, we might talk about the launch experience. Let's talk about your launch experience when Classic dropped. How, how would you describe it? And what do you think Blizzard did well or did badly? Yeah, so um, leading up to launch, it was exciting. I went out and stockpiled the man cave and bunkered up and prepared myself for a long haul <laughs> at 60. I was very, it was kind of uh, picturesque in a lot of ways. And uh, I, I do think I was cognizant of it leading up to the launch. I was telling people, guys, like we're, we're going to reflect back even on this pre-classic, like, Yes. The, the, the the giddy feelings that we were feeling before classic come out, we're going to reflect back on that, you know, you know, nostalgically years from now down the line. It was pretty cool. And then, you know, soon it, but, but as we drew closer and closer to D Day, I started the equivalent, you know, yeah. started to feel like I was storming the beaches of Normandy or something. Yeah. Um, I started to, uh, that excitement started to turn towards anxiety and a little bit of dread. And the reason why is I felt like, you know, as a content creator, people are, there's going to be a lot of eyes on you, potentially thousands yeah. of eyes on you. And you have to basically be able to play in you know a way that is entertaining play in a way that it's going to reflect decent knowledge and understanding and skill of the game and it almost felt like i have to keep up with the joneses here i have to make sure yep. you know i'm going to be i'm going to be playing for long stretches of time i have to make sure i don't put my foot in my mouth we're also running this guild for the first time there's yep. a lot of unknowns and it's the type of thing that you just you start to feel a little bit of anxiety about it so and i think a lot of content creators are in the same boat we, we started off hard a lot of people started out the yep. gates you know streaming very long hours and then a lot of a lot of content creators burned out. They stopped making content yep. for a while, and uh, they just went through this kind of phase of, you know, just not wanting to stream, feeling demotivated to stream. I, I certainly went through that. A lot of people went through that, dude. A mm -hmm. lot of people did. Yeah, a lot of people definitely did. I mean, you saw it. Even some of the biggest creators who were making videos like crazy. Once the game came out, it's almost like they went radio silent. And you had these new. Also, the other aspect of it is you had these non-endemic streamers who came from retail and came from every from all these other places. And your once cozy sort of or cozy-ish sort of community um, yeah. now is just in the limelight. And there's all this new hype and people on it. All these new names and faces. And, you know, a, a lot of us as we get older, we get a little bit, um, you know, anxious about. Lots of changes, you know, to what you're comfortable with in your comfort zone and all this. So it was just this whirlwind um, of, of, of effect came, uh, you know, 
came came through. We eventually got to you know sixty, and we killed Ragnaros on day nine. We were shooting for a one week rag kill, and that was also yep. something that going into the leveling race, I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, we have to like deliver on that because we told everyone we're going for a one week rag. We ended up killing him day nine, which I was very which is proud insane, of. dude. That's still insane. Like that's mm-hmm. incredible, but insane at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which was cool. Um, which was cool, and. Um, yeah, that was pretty much the launch experience. I think with regard to layering and stuff, I was a big doomsayer on the layering. And, you know, that was something where, eat my words a little bit, it wasn't as catastrophic as I thought it was going to be. Uh, There's some other stuff. There were some other issues, though, that was pretty catastrophic that just yeah. so- somehow slipped by that no one really even gave proper mind to. The whole idea of uh, basically you could do that uh, you could you could layer within dungeons if you remember that and just kill bosses over oh, and over and over again. Do you remember that? But I'm going to yeah. put that down to I'm going to put that down to Blizzard. I think I'm going to put that in on the list of some of the mistakes they made. I think they they got it wrong with the testing. I think there should have been end game uh, beta testing for sure. I think that was a mistake capping it at forty. I think that you could mm-hmm. have reduced it down or let let some key people play through that or some guilds or even if it was clo- yeah, just closed behind, you know, NDAs, whatever you want to do and have people actually test that content. I think should be more testing. I think they completely underestimated the population going in and the server count, especially in regions like um, Oceanic, where they gave us one PVP server that was completely fucking overwhelmed mm-hmm. at launch. I mean, how, how naive is it to think one server would do Australia, New Zealand, South Pacific Islands, everything that's included in the Oceanic region to get one PvP server? It seems you, you, you only got a handful of realms too or something like that. I remember EU being up yep. in arms about it as well. There's a lot of doom sand on that front. A lot of stuff that Blizzard does. I think Blizzard, honestly, historically, it's not even me just saying this. Don't even take my word from everybody thinks this. Well. Most people think that Blizzard is kind of bad at communicating, dude. Like they... Yep. They kind of feel, you can sense the ego and pride a lot of times when they communicate, and oftentimes their silence says a lot. You know, their silence yeah. is deafening, as the as the words as the as, as the same goes. Say, yeah. One thing that put me off on the wrong foot too, that rubbed me the wrong way, grinded my gears, whatever you want to um, call it. And again, this is kind of a selfish perspective because it affected me in multiple ways, as people can uh, might imagine. Is that yeah. back during the beta? Uh, it felt like a Blizzard boys club for me. Like it, uh, Blizzard yep. invited select content creators, but also allowed them to stream, which like really accelerated yep. the growth of all their channels. Um, and at the same time, uh, some people were were left out, and it almost felt. I know that there are some content creators that were able to directly invite you know whoever they wanted, and they got in. I don't know. Yep. I still to this day don't know exactly why Blizzard did that way, but I do, I do think to a certain extent too for people being able to see the beta, see Classic for yep. months and months on end, leading up to leading up to launch, it's not going to same. It's not going to del- deliver that same kind of uh, impact and mysticism when you log in for the first yep. time and get to see Classic WoW again. It almost you were a little bit sensitized to it at that point. Um, and the other aspect of it was um, uh, on the beta. It was a little bit uh, insular. It was a little bit clicky. Yep. I just I, there there, there no, was some I, issues there. That, that's a fantastic point. I mean, with that beta, that's it, it sums it up exactly. It did for people who were on the outside. It seemed like a boys' club that certain people were invited to it. They had their little clicks. They're leveling through doing it, and we we're all sitting on the outside. It's like we're sitting at the kids' table. You know what I mean? Watching the grown-ups play, and it just seemed so unfair to watch those people doing it. And then they've they've had all this fun and, and leveled through. And then by the time the game actually launches, I think in some ways some people the enjoyment for them or burnout, maybe not the right word, but um, it would have definitely reduced the experience for them. And I think they prioritized, yeah, that was a marketing exercise for them. And I get that. It did get a lot of hype for the game, but they prioritized, I think, marketing over legitimate testing. 
you never, you never know the opportunity cost of that marketing too. And most people will tell you that they think the Twitch streaming was, was a fantastic marketing vehicle. And they're probably right. But all I'm saying is I scratch my head sometimes and I go, what if you never know, like if they yep. let it up to be this big dramatic countdown, like you get to see yeah. classic wow for yep. the first time in 15 years, for the first time, you yep. are going to be one of the first wave of people to even just see these pixels in the flesh, you know, yourself, yep. you never know, man, if they approach it differently. And, and differently. the other thing is, as a content creator myself, I actually really try to intentionally have a little bit of separation and arm's length uh, reach between Blizzard uh, and myself. And I don't, I mean, I know some people at Blizzard just because I met them at BlizzCon. It was cool getting yep. to meet Omar. I thought he was a great guy. Yep. But at the same note, I feel like it's almost like mixing, um, you know, church and state or whatever the analogy you want yep. to put in the sense that if you get too much in bed or if it appears, even if you're not, even if you're doing it for yep. the right reason, if it appears that you're too much in bed with the publisher, you're going to sever that trust with the community. You're going to lose that authenticity with the community. People don't know if you're in Blizzard's back pocket or not. And um, I think you kind of have a responsibility to set a boundary with the publisher um, so that yeah. it seems like you're a, a person of the people as opposed to as the publisher, you know, trying to shoulder pets or do whatever it might be. So I've, I've made mistakes on that front, but ultimately I don't, I, I never, I don't, I'm, you know, I don't think it, I think I tried to have a healthy relationship. I think you've got a healthy relationship yeah. Yeah, with Blizzard, but I just, I think it sucked like just one final point on that, that people like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the podcast World of Warcast, they, that is the longest running WoW podcast. It started in Vanilla Dude and it has been going for 15 years and the mm -hmm. dude, um, the dude, they, their first episodes are basically vanilla content. It's vanilla podcast, and the 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 hosts from that didn't get an invite to it. And I just thought, if you're if you're going out to the community and you're putting those out there, surely people like that, if you're going to prioritize people, that would have been great. Um, great people to have on there and you know the the co-host Renata she writes articles for Wowhead dude like these are knowledgeable people you know and I just think it could have been better handled than bringing in some of these the big name retail streamers you know I think so too and Blizzard you know was was reacting to you know Asmongold's tweets and some other people yep. it, it was just a strange bizarre light that kind of it was just it kind of just made me feel bad a little bit in certain ways because when, when i think back to blizzard as a kid it always felt like blizzard had something better to do blizzard had this unapologetic game design they're out there you yep. know making these amazing games and you're just this you know small tiny adventurer in this world and uh you know times have changed you know it's 20 it's 2020 now so you know people most yeah. people will tell you you know they're just trying to keep up with the best practices of the games industry and you know it was handled fine i think ultimately all, all said and done i thought the launch um was smoother than I anticipated it was going to yep. be. Like once the game actually launched, I was pleasantly surprised going, yeah, like this is, you know, this is a lot, you know, they, they kind of are pulling it off here. You know, like I don't see any battle pets walking around or you know anything like that. You know? <laughs> oh, dude, I'm getting trolled. People know, people know the things I hate. I'm getting memed. People are memeing and trolling me in retail at the moment. They know I hate the squeaker, the fucking squeaker mount and the flying pig. <laughs> Everybody, people, I'm getting surrounded by squeakers, dude. I'm getting people are creating fucking female panda death knights and naming them. After <laughs> me. I'm getting memed on, dude. So oh, bad. That's funny. I mean, one of the questions I always ask people, I'd love to hear your answer on this. What do you think, from a law point of view, the most offensive 
combination race and death knight combination is uh now in shadowlands you can use any allied race can be a death knight dude what do you think the fucking worst I'm gonna, one i'm gonna is? go ahead and just hands down say it's the the volpera dude the volpera is like <laughs> the fact that i have to accept this as canon lore now and that these little furry fennec five i i'm still to this day i will pay for answers like sometimes there's a, there's a handful of things i would pay blizzard like a good amount of money for answers but like i want to know who was in the boardroom who came up with that i want to know the genesis of, of, <laughs> of the thought process where it came from because these companies they're not dumb there's people smarter than me working at blizzard and they make data-driven decisions they're trying to you know they, they make data-driven decisions and they're trying to grow their game to the best of their ability and i just want to know who was asking <laughs> for that who that was for if it's popular i just have so many so many questions man i, I picture it like the, the way i see it should have gone down as it should have been like that meme where you've got the guy in the office building and he presents an idea and then you just see him getting thrown out the window <laughs> it's like the, the presents the Vulpira picture and it's just like boom out gone oh yeah. man furries it's just it's such a meme isn't it and then they've given them i mean i don't know if you play retail but the, the, the racials are overpowered as fuck so a lot of people are running them so it's it's a crazy time but virtually any of the allied races make no sense as a death knight i think they're all offensive law wise mechanome yeah. death knight dude lightforge drain eye death knight stop come on you know, it, 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 what I will say is if Classic didn't exist and it didn't come out, I'd be playing private service primarily, but I would still buy Shadowlands and I would still keep up to date with retail in some capacity because I have friends who play the game and I even play BFA and level to max on there. And, um, you know, I, I do kind of always secretly low-key want the best for WoW because it was just such a big part of my life and I've supported every expansion since and I have all the, you know, expansion art on my wall behind me and stuff. Yep. So, um, you know, but Classic is around. So Shadowlands coming out will be the first time that I don't, uh, you know, I don't purchase the purchase the new expansion. That might change. It's not like I'm trying to make some moral point here. Like I yeah. may buy it at some point down the line, but uh, you know, it's, I got to be honest, dude. I've got some Shadowlands hype. I mean, I'm cl I love classic, dude. But I do have some Shadowlands hype. I think, I think it's going to be overwhelmingly positive, and I think they're going to. It's definitely a step in the right direction. Whether this is whether this cures everything, whether this unfucks the game or not, I don't know, but it's mm -hmm. definitely going to be a big step in the right direction, man. So many, so many elements coming back that I like. I'm genuinely, I genuinely want to become woke to the Shadowlands. I, what, what, what are you looking forward to in it? Well, I think for one, the uh, stat squish and level squish, I think 60 level cap is awesome. That's no coincidence. They brought it back to 60, same as classic. We know and love it. I think that's a great level cap. I like the idea of a cohesive story and a streamlined leveling experience to make that old content relevant again. I love leveling, dude. And I, it's for me, it's a massive part of WoW. Um, the idea of leveling through picking an expansion and leveling through that and concluding that story in hopefully in roughly the same time that you will max your character out and then go on to the Shadowlands stuff. So for me, it's it's not even so much the Covenants and the, the Shadowlands itself, but it's the, it's the nuts and bolts of the game um, that I'm, I'm looking forward to. I think that's really gonna improve things. Some good points, yeah. Some good points, yeah. I don't, I don't actually exactly know what's going on, but I, I vaguely heard that you get to choose your expansion now and yep. do the leveling through the expansion of your choosing in some capacity. Absolutely, yeah. So it, it's going to be zero to ten in essentially classic in the original Azeroth, and then it's going to be ten to fifty in whatever expansion you choose. And that seems like a long chunk. We don't know the leveling speed. I've talked about this before. I don't know what the leveling speed is going to be. It'll be interesting, um, but they, it should tie in with completing 
that content when you get to around 50. And then at 50, you go in and you do 50 to 60 in Shadowlands. I think that's really good. And I think for a new player who picks the game up, it will actually make sense for them that they can play through the classic bit, then, you know, do Burning Crusade, do Wrath or whatever, and actually understand what's going on to a point, you know? Mm -hmm. Because at the moment, it's a mess, dude. Like, I leveled to 120, you know, prior to classic launch. And you're dipping your toes in and out of expansions. You're into Draenor, you're into Pandaria, you're back out, you do one and a half zones in Pandaria, then you're off to something else. I mean, it's just, it's you're, you're all over the place and get no idea of what's going on. At one point, Sylvanas is in three places at once, depending on where you are in the storyline. She can be in three three places simultaneously. You can have three different war chiefs. It's out of control, dude. It's 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 piled on. They've piled on too much on top oh, of it. Yeah, 100% uh, you need, agree. You need to take away. It'll it, addition by subtraction. To, to, to piggyback off that, to piggyback off that, you know what you know what BFA feels like to me, and I think a lot of classic players are intimidated by BFA, like actually genuinely intimidated because you log in and it's like this just this almost seizure of colors and particles yep. and effects there's nine million mounts there's nine million battle pets there's nine million pieces of functionality yep. all these things are popping up in your face you have no idea where to start you know it doesn't feel anything like you know the original vibes you had and it's almost like for me if you've gone to a website and it looks like there's a website that's trying to do too much but they don't ever do they don't ever do one thing really well but they just yep. think of little ideas and they keep adding this feature here this feature here and then the website looks like a mess and it's clunky the user experience ends up being like very dilapidated or whatever the yep. the word might be i feel like retail suffers from that a, a little bit where you think of classic it's a more simple game um but at the same time the formula is just it's more timeless and uh more sort of accessible in in, in some ways Absolutely. and then the other the other main issue i have with bfa which makes me kind of feel like an rp -er, is that ultimately just the art style is just sort of a non-starter for me i see it and uh i just have to think to myself it's not this art style isn't really drawing me in as opposed to the, yep. the old one so much but yeah. The thing, the analogy I have for classic is like as a car, I don't know if you're a car guy, but if you, um, if you take something like, take you take a muscle car, you take a late sixties Mustang. If you take that, that's what classic is like for me, where it's familiar. It's, it's, you know, timeless. You jump in, you turn the key, you start the engine, you drive, you don't even need the radio on because it's the experience of driving the car compared to what modern vehicles, man, you get in, there's beeps and alarms and shit going off that pop and exhaust when you're changing gear and there's so much in your face shit going on that sometimes when you get back into just driving a classic car or something it's back to just the idea of driving a classic car man and that's what wow is wow classic is like for me that's an awesome I analogy i love yeah that. it's that's 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 what it feels like to me um this there's a lot of it's with bfa like you said it's like a theme park you go in there's buzzers and sirens and lights and shit flashing left right and center so um i agree with you and also eight three just doubles down on the craziness so 8.3 with this corrupted gear and everything dude it's it's insanity in there at the moment for i know people are some people are enjoying it but this this cloak grind and this corrupted gear and shit dude and on top of the the aesthetics and the um the kind of direction that they're going in there's some serious gameplay issues that are uh, that are coming up now too i mean people are getting an incredible amount of power from corrupted gear will have some of the passive effects of corrupted gear people in raids can be getting anywhere from 40 to 50 percent of their dps is coming from passive rng effects they've got no control of and that that's 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 not good for gameplay, gender. a lot of people just don't seem to like the, the rng out of their control type um type things whether it's the titan forging or whatever it's yep. interesting that blizzard hasn't either picked up on that or they really disagree with 
the community feedback, but you, you see that consistently, right? Every time you have to high roll into something. Um, yep. But Blizzard has put an element of RNG in all their games. You think about Hearthstone. Yep. You think about Diablo. I think they believe in that formula of randomness making, you know, making the game. I think it's good to a point. It's good to a point. I mean, there is, there's a couple of elements of it in classic. I think you'll have, you'll have trink. Well, we do. We've got weapons and trinkets that have a chance to do a certain thing. So you can have, um, you know, a weapon with a, that cause fire damage or a shield or whatever. And so every time they use that, it'll roll the dice number is it going to is it going to happen is it not but when you think about it in and this is one of the videos that, that preach did uh is it's actually starting to bog the game down in uh, in retail because there's so much fucking rng so it's like every time someone will do an ability it's going rng off um every piece of corrupted gear you've got plus the neck um, all the essences, everything that has a potential effect so there's millions and millions of calculations that are happening when you, because when you extrapolate that out between that's one attack and it has to calculate every single item for non-use effect, then whether it crits or not, and then all the multipliers that get added on for buffs and things like that, then you times that by every person in the raid and by every ability that they're spamming. So the calculations are getting are getting insane, and apparently it's starting to actually cause um, cause uh, running issues with it. So um i think that's insane like the game is lagging as opposed to yeah. the, that's insane yeah wow yeah it's actually starting to bog the game down because there's too there's too much happening there's millions and millions of calculations happening i mean it just seems absolutely insane <laughs> oh man um we did touch a little bit on hardcore but i'd like to just can we just do like a five minute deep dive on the hardcore challenge you are the godfather of it, the brainchild. How did it come to you? What was the creation sort of process, and um, and and where do you see it going? I think um, it was more of an accidental kind of thing. It just kind of fell in, fell in the lap. It was the type of thing that I wanted to stream Iron Man one day because I'd heard of yep. Iron Man, and you know I, I'd heard of that for many years. Didn't realize exactly what it was. I thought it was just loosely you have one life, and uh, yep. you know you just go about your business with one life. So I had uh, one of those moments that I started up on the stream and as I was playing this character with one life, it just started to dawn on me like, wow, this kind of changes everything. This kind of takes the whole game and flips it on its head playing with one life. I was not expecting it. I kind of went into this with zero expectation, just doing this for the, you know, for the hell of it, just to talk with the stream. I kind of wanted to have more of a venting type of stream, just talking back and forth. And then I was like, dude, this is, this is really something here. So I wanted, I was calling it Iron Man for a couple of weeks and was really excited to kind of shield iron man and build it up and uh it, it really just changes every aspect of the game itemization the way you play the way you pick talents the way you professions, the way, professions every aspect of the game and it was that perfect solution that i had been searching for some way to make leveling um have some integrity again leveling to be respected as an actual real bucket of content that's value that's valued in the game again because leveling you know Weirdly enough, most people think I'm insane for saying this, but it's probably my favorite aspect of the game, all things considered. Yep. I used to be embarrassed to say that, but it, you know, it is. I find it kind of therapeutic for me when I'm just going through the motions, going through the zones with the music on and everything like that. So I'm playing this thing and I wanted to call it Iron Man, but people from the Iron Man community, uh, it's a small community, but they're a loud community because they've been doing this for years and years. And they say, dude, yeah. you can't just come in here and call this Iron Man. You're not doing Iron Man. Iron Man has these very specific rules yeah. and the rules to me seem absolutely egregiously outrageous when it comes to classic like they're playing with no talent points playing um with white gear uh and gray gear only 
Uh, not being able to use any of the green quest rewards you pick up. There's a lot of stuff that just made no sense to me in classic. And I think to myself, this is perfectly designed for retail. I get it 100%. I feel like that would be, you're so powerful in retail. It makes 100% sense, but it didn't make sense in classic to me, but they kept saying, it's not Iron Man. It's not Iron Man. Stop calling it Iron Man. There are people out here and we're still trying to actually the, the owner of, um, the wow, the wow servers or wow challenges.com hit me up. He's like, yeah. And he was like, dude, um, you know, I don't want to cause any issues here, but like, we'd really appreciate it. And he, he came at me like respectfully. And I was like, yo, okay, I understand. He, he's like, we're working with Blizzard, we're trying to get this custom API access, like, which we have big plans for Iron Man. I'm like, okay, man, I get it. I get it. So we'll call it something else. So Diablo also has a mode, um, which yep. is probably my favorite mode in Diablo called hardcore. And it already hardcore. slots into the, the Blizzard ecosystem perfectly. So I was like, yeah, why don't we just call it hardcore? And then we get to use this, this, um, slightly different rule set. So just for your viewers right now, I'll TLDR the difference in rule set. Iron Man, you go out in the world, you can only use white gear. It's solo self-found gear rules. So you can, uh, you, you, you have, you can't use the auction. Oh no, actually, sorry, sorry, sorry. Iron Man, you can use the auction house. Yeah. I just realized you can, but you can only yep. use white gear. You cannot use talent points. You cannot do dungeons, um, so on and so forth. Hardcore is, uh, you can use any gear you can get your hands on organically. It's solo self-found gear rules in that sense. Uh, you cannot use the auction house. You cannot trade. You have one life. If you die, you have to delete, delete your character. And uh, there is some social element to it. There was a big decision that we had to make as a community. Like, are we going to allow dungeons? Because yep. on one hand, you could say no dungeons, and then it becomes the ultimate solo leveling achievement. We get that. But on the on the other hand, you're basically just totally writing out. off yep. null and void an entire huge part of the classic WoW ecosystem. And it also, you're basically just the writing RP off. element too, yeah. The RP element, and you're writing off the idea of playing with friends completely as yep. opposed to just like a light way. So we decided let's allow, you can do each dungeon one time. This is to prevent spell cleave, melee cleave, and just living in dungeons. Uh, two, you can do it one time just so it makes the gear more valuable in there. You want to full clear it. You know, it makes the yep. gear stronger. It makes you weaker. Uh, three, it, it has an RP element to it where you can only kill Edwin, Edwin Van Cleef one time in your character's, you know, story or adventure. So it just made a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. And we've kind of made decisions from there on just as democratically as possible going forward. And it's pretty fun. Yeah. And just to pick up on, on the Iron Man, I think the Iron Man movement in retail, I think that actually came from RuneScape, dude. I think the original Iron Man was in RuneScape. It was a dude who, a one solo player, created that game mode in Iron Man, in RuneScape, and then uh, it moved on to um, to WoW from there. So it does have a history of oh, wow. Iron Man. Yeah. yeah, I think it was actually RuneScape, and the dude had called himself that, yeah. Um, and I think it was super punishing in, in RuneScape as well. But that's how my understanding of where it originally started. But what is great about Hardcore is it's not unnecessarily punishing. And I know some people will, will be might be rolling their eyes out there. What, what I take from Hardcore is I think it is, and this is probably an unpopular opinion, I think it's playing the game in its purest form. I think this is as close to playing the game as Blizzard intended as you're ever going to get. That's what I think. I think it's the purest way to play it. Beautiful it's not, yeah, it's not unnecessarily punishing, but it is. it makes everything relevant. It makes everything important. It adds value to all of this content that people worked on and designed for. The, the, the armor vendors that sell white gear you're actually buying that now nobody's bought that shit since the game launched dude i know it's man and it's like oh shit there's a 63 armor chess piece i can buy it for 33 copper hell yeah i'm buying it it almost feels like they right. tune the world for it right sometimes you scratch yeah. your head like this almost feels like how you're supposed to play yeah that's what i think that's what i'm thinking dude i'm i'm just i am so hooked on it i'm really vibing on hardcore at the moment it's it's making the other thing is it's making me 
a better player. You learn the game in a way that you didn't learn before. Like I, you saw one of the clips that I posted up with the, one of those dwarfs, the exploding dwarfs up in the dam near Lochmodan, uh, dude. I didn't even know that those dudes exploded and I almost wiped one of these guys whose suicides, they explode when they get low health, dude. And now I know that, whereas I never cared before. I might have come across <laughs> that it didn't matter, and now I know it, dude. One thing I think is pretty cool too is it gets people in the mindset of trying different classes. A lot of times people get yeah. in the mindset of like, why would I play a new class? That means I just wasted all my time on my main. You know, I should just play my main more and they almost feel guilty playing all. Oh, so they think to themselves, all like, well, when you play hard, hardcore, you're dying. There's always churn with characters. People are coming yeah. and going. And it encourages you to try different classes, different specs, um, different play styles. And uh, you kind of, at least personally, I view the entirety of, of a classic WoW server lifecycle like in a, like a huge game of Dota or a MOBA or something like yep. that. People would ask you, why do, why do you keep playing it again, man? They ask me on stream every day, like, dude, you're kind of insane. Don't, don't these just get boring for you? And I just say to myself, man, why do you play a MOBA again? Why do you play Dota again? Yep. Why do you play a League again? Well, that's a good you know, point, actually. If you yeah. think about it, you level up to 25 or whatever in that respective MOBA. You get the same armor each time, right? You get the same yeah. skills each time in different order operations sometimes. You do something a little bit different each time. Um, but it's a timeless it's a timeless formula. And if you think about, yeah. you know, you appreciate all the different classes just like you appreciate all the different heroes or champions in a MOBA. Like yeah. you, 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 you get proficient with all the classes and you can think of cool interactions between them and stuff. And you can play it differently each time. So, you know, when people say we need Classic Plus, we need Classic Plus, you know, part of me, you know, sees where they're coming from. But I think to myself, Hey, look, we have this awesome world, Classic WoW, and we can kind of make our own fun. And we're hopefully at this maybe turning point where instead of the content being dropped in our lap, we create the content ourselves and Absolutely. use the world as a sandbox and come up with cool challenges and, you know. This, this is a community management. content. This is what's going to give the game legs, dude. Community content. Like this is the hottest. I mean, people have been streaming. Yeah, like BWL was hype when that came out. There's more hardcore streams, dude, than BWL streams for real. Like, and I know a lot of it, dude, you have to stream it. There's a big part of it. But the other thing is it's got people streaming. I never streamed before the hardcore challenge, dude. I had the podcast and I was doing this. I never, ever streamed and I had no intention to. And now that I've started streaming, I fucking love it. So it's been, it's, yeah, it's so it's the same great. thing. It, it kind of, as far as promotional, like not only is that part of the rule set, but it almost just promotes itself. It just makes so much sense. Like the streaming is an integral part of it, right? Because like... You know, everyone's also here's the here's the crazy thing about everyone being required to stream or record, you know, like yep. oftentimes well, you'll be playing any game and you have an epic gamer moment, something crazy happens yeah. and you wish you were recording. But 99 percent yes. of the time you never would be recording because like you're just not that, you know, future. Yeah. You, you just don't think something epic is going to happen. But because everyone is required to record when something dope happens or when something tragic happens, you have yep. that clip and you share it. And you have that, you know, Discord is just such a powerful tool, too. I just absolutely oh, love Discord. That's such a good comment i mean i talked about this on my previous shows before we what a time to be alive like discord is the best the most reliable voice comms it's so powerful that it goes beyond voice communication into these communities man it's it's one of, it's just the best platform out there we're so fortunate to have this now everything ties in to be able to do that you know obs free obs software twitch is super user friendly and Discord, man, it's just we are we're actually blessed at the moment with We really are. We really are. And we wouldn't be able to pull this type of stuff off in the past, right? Like you need to have streaming, uh, communication, yep. announcements, uh, sharing clips. All this needs to be super user friendly, accessible, yep. easy to do. Um, or you can't do these kind of custom challenges because you need some way to enforce it. But since we do have all these tools, the sky is the limit, you know. So after we yep. have a hardcore community cup two coming up on the on the twenty eighth, which is 
awesome. We have a, we're giving yes. some of the biggest brands, speed levelers in there. The whole leveling community is kind of rallying around it. Exciting. You know, they're joining the discord and all this, but after that, the week after we're doing something called the Lord of the Rings challenge. And, uh, we're not even going to announce what it is. So we're going to okay. just say it's, it's, it's going to be short. It's only going to be a couple hours as opposed to the whole, you know, leveling thing. that's going to take the whole day, yep. but it's going to be a short, fun community event. Uh, that is just a mystery. And you know, it wasn't even my idea, it was Ale's idea, but he explained it to me yeah. and I was like, dude, people are going to love that. And I guess where I'm going with this is that hopefully people start to get into the rhythm in the mindset and get more comfortable with these types yeah. of community custom events. And then you can do anything, arena tournaments, whatever you want to do, man. Like people well, can- Well, that's can it. Happen. I mean, I, w I wanted to ask you about that. We have, I'm already doing it unofficially in the spirit of the rules. I know it's unofficial, but I've been doing duos, man, hardcore duos. Do you think there's ever scope for it to make something like that official? Now, I know it would make it, it does make it a lot easier and there would be more people potentially reaching 60. So I don't think it would be the same, hold the same standard, the same um, rep as making a solo 60. And I don't think it'd be possible to review all of those VODs. But I think as a game mode, dude, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. It's dual leveling is it, dual leveling is like top three of the most yep. fun things you can do in the entire game for me. I, I like yeah. I, I absolutely love dual leveling. I, I did it in a non hardcore hardcore capacity with, with yep. like Navic a bunch of times before the game came out. I can only imagine how much fun it is hardcore. Like and it's opening up the different professions good. with each other, all those pain synergy between classes. Yep. Different talents, different specs. My only thing on this, and we talked about it today on stream, because actually a good amount of people are doing the oh, hardcore true. duo, um, is that. Uh, you know, if one of you dies, you know, you both have to like fall on the sword together um, that's as opposed what we've to one done. continuing on. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we've done, dude. I already, I wiped us once. <laughs> I wiped us once and we both, uh, yeah, you both just, if one dies, both delete. Yeah. But it's, it's, so, it's again, it's a whole nother thing. It adds the thought, the synergy between classes, man, you know, heals, tank, tank, DPS, heal, DPS, double DPS, like double stealth. There's so much there's synergy between that synergy between professions. I mean, it's, I'm, you know, I'm doing these even now, we, like I'm one of the duos, we're doing a mage, uh, mage priest combo. And we've got uh, tailoring, obviously, uh, tailoring and alchemy. Uh, one person, got, I got tailoring, skinnering, and um, the other, my duo partner has got um, alchemy and herbalism. But what I did initially was I did skinning leatherworking. And I stacked, like, I end up stacking a bunch of these, the light armor kits, dude. So I've got like 50 of them in the bank. And then I changed to skinning, changed to, sorry, tailoring once I got to level 10. But I'm popping these armor kits on all of the different armor sets that we've got, trading them to my partner. She's trading potions and shit to me, dude. It's been, it's, it's been really, really fun. And I'm still That's doing solos as well. That's the spirit of the game right there. That's vanilla out. It's finest. Everything that you just said right there. And you love to see it. That's a thing. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Oh, man. I know you talked about it on one of your um, previous, uh, one of the GMAs, where you talked about trying to corner the market and make some uh, <laughs> and make some money on this wool cloth, dude. I had a, uh, I had a similar experience where this was just before PvP was launching. Um, it still haunts me to this day, dude. People <laughs> call me about the wool cloth to this day. <laughs> dude, I, uh, I was... Just prior to um, PvP, prior to Battlegrounds coming out, we were getting ready. We were getting geared up on the 19 Twinks, and I thought the 19 Twink movement was going to be fucking huge. Probably wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be, but I still knew people were going to be buying it. And I was gearing up. I ran through Deadmines, dude, and these Thorbeer's Gauntlets dropped, which are really sweet, like best-in-slot warrior and paladin DPS-like gloves, best-in-slot Twink gloves for 19. 
So uh, they dropped. I went back to the auction house and I thought, fuck, these things have got to be, these things have got to be worth some gold. Like I figured they'd be worth 40 or 50 gold. So uh, I check on the auction house and there is uh, one set for sale. And they were like, I don't know, 17 gold. I thought, I thought, well, that's too cheap. So I bought them. So now I've got two pairs. I relisted them both at 40. Come back the next day, check my mails. And I thought they would have sold. No sell, return to sender. So I uh, go check the auction house. There's now four pairs for sale with prices ranging from 10 to 25 gold. So I had no choice but to buy all of those as well. So now, oh got, no! <laughs> so now I've got six pairs of Thorbia's Gauntlets, and I thought I'm going to control the market, dude. Like these are going to be the hottest fucking thing. So I've blown all my gold, bought all of these fucking gauntlets, put relisted all of them. Come back on two days later and check. There's like twelve pairs, dude. Prices from two gold upwards to like eight in the max. Bro, <laughs> so, I feel so, your pain so hard on that, bro. I feel your pain so hard. <laughs> tried to do a big brain play dude it just fucking didn't work oh man man. yeah i'll tell you what the other thing that i had ended up doing after you did was um it was the first time during the leveling that i actually i was leveling a warrior man and i started doing the multi-boxing first time ever did i had a mage i had a mage that was following me around free food free water and it got to the point that i was like after doing this for a while i think i got them both up to like 25 and i was like dude, what am I doing? This mage was dying like crazy. I'm just getting the DPS. I'm just like, is this really, I was asking myself, like, should I be playing the game this way? And I was just like, it's, this is just not working. It feels so, too sweaty, um, man. It feels too sweaty. I feel like I made the same thing myself, man. And I thought you were, I thought it was a joke when you had first always ever said, oh, I've got a foot pedal, dude. I thought that was a joke. Like I thought it was a fucking <laughs> no, meme. <laughs> I thought it was a meme. And then one of my guests on the show, she had said, oh, hell yeah, I've got it. We're talking about hardware. And she goes, yeah, I've got a foot pedal I use for push to talk. I was like, oh man. So I ended up buying this three pedal thing from China. I've got this USB three pedal foot pedal. And now I'm like, I was dual boxing the mage warrior. I've got the Naga mouse keyboard and i've got three foot pedals i'm doing a dance on i'm like one of those one man bands with the drum on his back and the There's fucking harmonica and i'm just like what am i doing boys what am i fucking doing i had oh, some of those moments too man oh yeah <laughs> fucking serious huh um I was talking to some of my previous guests. I've got this idea, right? This is an idea for future community content that i want to try and do i want to see what you think about this um so this will be later once, you know, we've, we've got the, we've got the hardcore deal and we're loving it. So I'm not doing anything now, but later in the year, I'm thinking my, this is my idea, the meme-tastic challenge, dude, right? So it's going to be meme specs only. We'll get a server, get a guild, meme specs only, progress through the content, do all the dungeons. We've got to do every single dungeon and get as far as we can potentially into raid content with meme specs only, dude. No warriors, no mages, no rogues and see how far you can go with shaman tanks, boomkin DPS, dude. I think that'll be a blast. That sounds um, bad fun. Yeah. fun. I'm going what boomkin. You, what did you go on boomkin? What do you think the most, uh, what do you think the most scuffed specs actually are? What do you think? You know, like um, someone is definitely melee hunter. It's gotta be, it's gotta be in there. Yeah, that that's probably up there. Um, generally though, I mean, when it comes to boomkin, when it comes to shaman, like Ellie or Enhance, when it comes to Ret. Yeah, Ret Power. I'm kind of a bloomer on that side of stuff. I mean, Classic WoW is designed in a way where yeah. the classes are sort of rock, paper, scissors when it comes to like their base kits, but 
the balance comes in the form of, you know, buffs, consumables, world buffs, yep. gadgets, gizmos, trinkets, sticky glue, everything you can think of under the sun. And, um, you know, that's pretty sweet. So if you play any of those specs and you want to go harder than other people on any, on any of the, on the, on those other fronts and you're a good yep. player, you can be successful, you know, unless you're yep. playing at the very, very tippity, tippity, toppity, toppity echelon, top couple percentile points of sweaty, you know, raise everybody's trying, you know, super hard. As soon as you go down into like even the, just the 90th percentile, 95th percentile, and you're playing with semi-hardcore raids, you can be, you can be quite successful with those, um, with those specs. With the suboptimal specs. Yeah. Cause I had, I think I had Caperfin on here and he, I'd said to my meme specs and he said, and he's like a super off meta dude. And he's like, uh, he's like, none of those, I don't consider any of the memes. He's like, they might be suboptimal, but all of those could be, you can make any of that shit viable. And that's kind of like how he plays the game is he plays suboptimal shit. Like he's raid, he's raid tanking on a, on a shaman. So, um, I mean, that's, that's the way he plays the game. So I'm all about it though. I love the off spec stuff. I love hybrids. I love just weird different ways of doing it. And it's another way. It's the same thing with the hardcore challenge. It's the same thing with like an anti min max, um, approach to the game is it's a, it's increasing the difficulty level. And that's, what's always this funny, this bizarre contrast between people the min maxes and I, and I'm not shitting. That's their way to play the game. That's great. And the way to, uh, to down content properly, but people will shit on someone for playing a suboptimal spec, but realistically, I call them a bad player. Realistically, they're playing the game at a harder level. If you've got a suboptimal spec, you're purposely, you're making the game harder on yourself, whether you like it or not. So they're playing a harder version of the game than someone who's got a min max juiced up warrior, for example, and someone's trying to do a red pally DPS. So I think people should respect that a little bit too. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, no, so I'm definitely, I'm definitely hyped for that. Um, one of the, one of the questions, I don't think it's going to be spicy, but it's, it's on topic now. Do you think now, since we've got COVID, right, this is the big thing we're dealing with at the moment. We're going to remember this. 2020 is going to be known for this. We're going to remember it. Uh, a lot of people are in, are in lockdown and a big part of what people are doing is, is gaming. Do you think companies, and this is not just to directly look at Blizzard, but do you think companies like Blizzard should be taking steps, uh, being aware of the fact that people are going to game and make it change, make some changes, make it more accessible, uh, do some more content bonus, like pop-up content, uh, drop subscriptions for a month. Do you think, or do you think that's not really a responsibility of a, of a gaming company? Just any thoughts on that? That's an interesting thought. I mean, if I was Blizzard right now, um, like they, they have severed the trust with a lot of their you know players and stuff, and they've yep. had some horrendous press. Yes. So stuff like that seems, you know, that's purely looks like they're doing something that's not purely for the money. Uh, because yep. that's their big reputation right now, right? Like big old yep. Activision just, you know, throwing their players under the bus, doing whatever they can to make a penny off their player base. If they do some stuff that really comes off as selfless, um, you know, they can redeem themselves in that and in, in probably a good amount of people's uh good amount of people's eyes. It would just depend how they, you know, how they do it. Um Yeah, I mean I don't I mean, so when I look at Twitch right now, I'm looking over at the people I usually follow. I hear conflicting reports. I don't know what to make of it. I hear some people saying Steam has record sales and that Steam is, you know, people are, are buying tons of stuff on Steam. But then I see the viewership over the channels I usually follow and it looks down to me just looking think? at it. Um, I don't know exactly why, but yeah, it does look down across the board. I'm just looking at the whole category. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to make sense of it. I, I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but what's this is you know, this is definitely, it could possibly be the most... Uh, dramatic event in our in our in our lives uh, in our lives it could be right couldn't now. it it really mm -hmm. could be 
And I think people like Blizzard, have got it, uh, game companies in general, I mean, I think if Blizzard did it, um, you know, for the for a month, um, do a, waive the subscription fees for people. A lot of people are going to be struggling financially, but they are also going to be home as well and having some time in lockdown, I think. And all joking aside, I mean, people being in lockdown, if people are at home playing games and not out um, in, you know, in the environment, it's better for everyone's health. So even though it, that, that sounds dramatic, but I think it's, it's a reasonable point. And I think Blizzard could afford to waive a, a month sub or encourage some new people back. And um, I think they're doing it. They've got an XP for the, for the next few weeks. They're doing hundred percent XP on retail, but um, I don't, I don't think that makes a big statement as in terms of making the game more accessible uh, during a, a difficult time. You know, I think that could be a really good move for them. Maybe Definitely. something will happen. Mm. Maybe something will happen. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, before we go into the other, before we go into the final questions and things like that, um, I want to talk about just briefly Endgame in Classic, um, a post-NAX environment. What do you, um, what do you think? How long do you think we'll be in a post-NAX state? Do you think we'll have a lot of the player base then? Do you think it's going to be condensed down into elite players only, or, um, or do you think we're going to be seeing a lot more casual players? going into Nax and succeeding. I think we'll see casual players in Nax. I think um yep. Nax in particular will be something that brings a lot of players back because very few people yep. experienced vanilla Nax. I never I'm still total Nax virgin on vanilla. So that's something that I look forward to, to ZG and AQ. It's cool and all, but like it's not even close compared comparatively to my hype for Nax because I've done ZG and AQ in a vanilla environment many a time but nax is just is, is fresh for me i also think based on the way raids are rolling out now we have two you know precedents here with both uh, with both molten core and um bwl that the stuff is easier across the board comparatively like private servers and stuff and we're you know much uh, better gamers now in 2020 so we'll probably see a lot of people buy it to guess on the timeline of things uh you know covid interestingly enough actually could have an impact on this stuff you never know like it could actually you know it's 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 crazy to think about but you know what i was originally thinking before the last two weeks and COVID just exploded into the pandemic that it is today. I was thinking that this BlizzCon, BlizzCon 2020, they announced TBC will be a NAX by Christmas. And then the earliest, most aggressive timeline would have TBC launching next summer. It'd be consistent with them rolling out classic um, in the summertime as well. And it would make sense based on the, you know, the timeline NAX would be out for, you know, six months, something like that. And people would be able to do whatever they want in classic. Then TBC would come out, uh, you know, summertime 21. Um, but we'll yeah we'll see what happens. Do you do you think six months say Nax was out for six months before moving into TBC? Do you think that kind of timeline is enough for the average Joe, like for an average Joe player, to have aspirations of entering Nax? I, I just I think I just don't know if six months is long enough for the for an average Joe. I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it comes down to the point of um, whether Blizzard's going to forcibly turn all the servers into TBC. Um, People are pretty split on that, or if they're going to continue to have some classic realms as well. Yeah, um, I sure hope they continue to have some classic realms as well, because yeah, uh, well, you know, to only be honest, having TBC would feel bad. Yeah, I hadn't even considered the fact that it might be forced into TBC in the similar way that retail does. I had assumed that what we would have is that the classic servers stay the way they are, and I thought they would be when you go to log in. There's another drop down box that says, you know, it's you got retail, you got classic, or you've got Burning Crusade. I thought that it would be that, but then, it, it, the, you know, the the argument for that is that's three versions of the game that they're running then, which they 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 certainly don't want to be doing. But then forcing realms onto TBC, I don't know. That doesn't feel good to me, dude. Yeah, it doesn't feel good to me either. Um, I think they probably will, though. 
if I had to guess now that I'm likely, yeah, I think they're going to graduate these realms into TBC realms, but I do think they're going to um, have some realms that you can, you know, you can copy your character over it to continue to play classic on, on you know, on, on your character yeah. and have some fresh classic realms as well to kind of if restart they, the cycle. If they spun up some fresh, dude, I think some of those fresh classic servers would be hot though too, even if TBC Absolutely. launched simultaneously. I I'm, think I'm fresh was, yeah, through, fresh through, was, yep. I mean, I, TBC, people do say, like people will say objectively that TBC was objectively the best version of the game um in terms of balancing and stats and stuff like that and that may be true um but yeah for me it's the, the classic hype is still real yeah i mean it, it, it it's, it's tough to know you know i don't know if they can say that i mean there are certain things like i've talked about this extensively on 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 the on the stream recently yeah. because I, I may i cannot confirm or deny but i may have been playing on tbc at private server but uh it's it's yeah. a it's a type of thing where you know uh leveling in classic is 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 is, is the best man it's the best like tbc does have the old world so people oftentimes they they forget the changes that was made to tbc i forgot the changes until very recently like they made all the elite quests back in the old world normal so all the really tough things that you had oh. the group one my Zoth, the dark iron dwarves in wetlands um hogger any elite that you can think some really super non-starter really? insane quest becomes normal also mounts are obtained at level 30 also the tbc talents are shift around some of the early tier one tier two talents even so like you're already going through with stronger talents three you get about 30 percent more xp across the board for for all the quests no shit, dude. yeah so the pacing is definitely off there's gonna be recruit a friend in the game because you know Blizzard is already gonna you know do that there's a lot of things that I do met didn't I wasn't aware of that, dude. I was just picturing in my head, I'm just picturing the classic world, the original world being exactly the same, plus Outlands and the BC content. I didn't realize there was some also, also, uh All the little quest rewards you get, you get more greens, and the greens have spell damage on it. The greens have haste. The greens have oh, weird stats while, while leveling up. So you're, you're just stronger in many, many ways, and you just blast through the old world. It's not the same. Um, with that said, Outlands is, is dope. I love Outlands. Don't get me wrong. Um, the cool thing you know, that gives me that gets me excited is hopefully they don't have to be mutually exclusive. Like that was always kind of the issue with wow. People were like, dude, I missed yep. the soul expansion. It was yep. way better. You know, we may live in a world where, you know, you can, you can choose which iteration of the game you want to play more. And people say that that's going to splinter the community. That's going to split the community. But I challenge that. And I say, what do you mean? Like the, you, you barely interact with any other server when you play on a server, the server, you know, like well, only on a cross realm BG, you're going to interact. With, like, how does that other server, which has its own problems anyway, the cross realm battlegrounds has got its own set of issues. I'm saying anyway. servers exist, exist independently of another. So as long as you have a couple servers that are healthy enough so that you don't reach the pro 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 problem where there just, it feels like a ghost town. If you have a couple servers, you know, doing this and doing that, I don't see it as a huge, as a huge problem. On the subject of servers, because I was talking to Tadril about this with uh, AQ, um, with, for the war effort and the opening of the gates, do you see servers like Skyrim, for example, high horde imbalance? Do you see issues there with if you've got some big pumper guilds who want to go for, say, world first or other rating achievements like that? If they get gimped by the war effort, dude, like the the first race is going to be the war effort. Forget the raid, isn't it? You've got to get the gates open to even do the raid. And if we've got if you've got a really low, uh, if you've got a bad imbalance and a and a and a, and a dead faction or 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 you know, a faction that's had its dick kicked in for the past year. Um, mm -hmm. I wonder if that's going to gimp the progress of those. It uh, will definitely will. They'd have to go super, you know, sweaty and make alliance alt and and, and try and send all the stuff. Way. Yeah, you'd have to get the, all the alliance materials horde side, send them over, whatever. But they, you're doing double the work, then, dude. It's, I, I think they're going to leave. Yeah, if I if I had to guess, uh, they are a big pumper guild and they're not slowing down. Like they, 
performed pretty well in BWL. They had some bad stuff happen to them, but they still ended up doing really well in there. And yep. um, I, I, you know, I have people who I have friends that are in onslaught, and they tell me that you know, like the the, the guild is go- still going strong, and they still very much are hungry for a world first. That's not changing. Yep. Um, and if they are hungry for a world first type of you know AQ type thing, yep. I think they're going to transfer. By the yeah, it's it's crazy. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. And I think. I didn't know that this was the case, but I think Taladrill had said, well, and then he didn't know whether it was true or not, but he did say that there was an auto complete function built into the war effort that after a certain time, um, it happened, it, it, you know, it just, it would automatically finish. Um, I don't know whether that's true and I don't know what the timeline is on that, but, um, but it would be, it would be a pretty bad feeling if you were on a server that you were struggling to get that done, dude, and everybody else is into AQ already, man. Fuck. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's definitely one of the more clear things. Like, you know, everybody has an opinion, right? But like, that's one of the more clear things that across the board, I think the community is on the same page on the way that server transfers and faction balance was handled by Blizzard was, uh, it was there were some misplays there on that front. They, uh, at least what happened on Scarum is they had an early opportunity, yep. uh, like, you know, across the board, you see about a 60, 40, uh, imbalance between Horde and Alliance, just cons- consistently across the board. You know, just, it is what it is. People are want to go 60, 40. So, Scarum started off on that note, similar to all the other servers, but there was an opportunity uh, for server transfers. And instead of making it better, it made the server worse and it made it yeah. you know, more towards 75, 25. And then there was another opportunity to server transfer later and it made it even worse. Even worse again. Yeah. So when you have this faction neutral, like server transfer option, you know, we can learn from that and go, that doesn't actually fix the the faction balance issues. And I think the best solution I've heard proposed by some people in the chat sometimes that makes a lot of sense to me is uh, faction queues. So, you know, if you're playing on a really populated faction, you'd have to sit in a long queue. And, and believe me, that's going to change some people's, you know, if you're sitting in a long, no, no one, people don't like sitting no. in, a queue. If you're sitting in a queue. They might actually consider it on the other uh, faction. Yeah. The two things I'd thought about, and I spoke to Meldron about this was, and it's probably, it's probably not really practical, but the two things that, well, the one thing I'd thought about was if they, if there was some, if Blizzard were able to entice um, certain, you know, big guilds from other servers, especially if they were from, say, an alliance balance server, if they could entice somehow to move that guild over to, um, you know, do some big wholesale moves like that, free free moves with, you know, reinstate guild bank items, whatever, anything along those lines, it sounds like too much micromanaging and it's probably impractical, but that was one idea. But Meldron, I thought, had a, a good point that he said if you get really bad ones say you've got a 9010 server and another 9010 said the best thing to do is just merge both of those that have opposite and then both of that will just cancel each other out which i thought was a, a a clever idea from him but but again then that's into server merges that blizzard have this huge yeah they think it's the end of the world yeah, I think yeah. Well, there, there are a couple of servers like that too that come to mind. And like, so the people bailed and jumped ship on Scarum to move to a server called Heartseeker. And now Heartseeker has the opposite problem. They're a, oh, a PVE alliance server. So you have this PVE alliance server and a PVP and a, and a PVE, you know, horde server. When I say PVE, they're actually PVP, but people just meme about it saying it's PV, PVE because it's so little <laughs> bit of action. You could just smash Heartseeker and Scarum together. And yeah, there you go. I don't think server mergers are as bad. It's this word people say server mergers like I'm t- like it's you're talking about the worst thing in the world. I really don't think it's that bad, dude. I think it can be in a lot of ways it can be rev- it can revitalize a server. It can it can change the dynamic of things and I think it's I don't I really don't think it's that bad, dude, especially when we already have cross-realm battlegrounds, dude. 
That was always my, I'm 100% on the same page. That was my whole thing about uh, layering back in the day when I was always fighting on against layering. I was saying you could just start off with more servers and not have the layers and then consolidate them, you know, as needed. And it'll be early days. You're going to tell people that you can expect some server merges, but Blizzard hates server merging. They've, uh, they do. They just, they really hate it. Um, do you think we're going to see people, do you think we're going to see the peeling back of some of the, you know, the, the staunch, hardcore no changes movement do you think a lot of those guys are starting to say oh hey okay well there's some changes that could have been here uh, they're starting to get a lot of chatter about spell batching dude people are really people are not happy with spell batching and the the you know the the 400 ms or whatever it is that we've got at the moment it's not work it's not working as it should is it yeah, um, I think there's definitely some softening on the no changes front, and it's because people are getting to experience something that's relatively no changes. Like there's still changes yep. in Classic WoW for sure, but like you still get to experience, um, you know, we still get to go through the motions and see. The thing is, it's very hard to please everybody. It really is. You never know what the silent majority is thinking. You know, Blizzard's probably yep. gotten pretty good at this over time because it's always the vocal minority that's screaming at the top of their lungs. So yep. it's so tough. Sometimes I do feel, I mean, I love this community, don't get me wrong. But we are hard to please, man. We are picky. We can be pretty entitled with a lot of stuff. And like, you know, it, it is it is hard to please everybody. Um, all I would say is because like, I'm still more or less a no change, I mean, pretty much a no changes guy, I would say is, you know, every time you you think about opening up that rabbit hole, I, I think we've, we've achieved like a state of classic wow where it's, you know, maybe 90, 10, no changes yep. to changes. And the reason why yep. we've had so few changes is I think of the staunch people, the staunch defenders yep. of no changes have pushed it so hard in that direction that Blizzard had to chill a little bit. So if we start messing with the formula, you know, I just would hate to see a scenario where the formula gets thrown off and the game gets devalued. You know, the game is good as it stands. It's good. You know, you may not yeah, love certain aspects of it. It's um, pretty, pretty damn close, isn't it? Yeah. And the other thing too, that I would always say is like, you know, so you're so, so upset about spell batching, but you know, is the PVP scene in classic really thriving and booming? I thought it would be, to be honest, going into it. Uh, I thought it would be like the, the hottest bucket of content. People yeah. would be tuning into weekly, you know, tournament leagues of, of Warsaw Gold Battlegrounds and stuff. And it just never really took off. I think for a combination of things, it's, it's been, it's been a super disappointment for me. PVP actually in person playing the game and from content dude, I just not seeing the it's just not hot content i think because of the av situation i think that was totally scuffed what they did with um with with av it was far too late they should have people should have been you know it would have given warsong a much better um a much better opportunity to thrive and the cross realm side of things i don't know there's just there's a there's a number of reasons and i think including i think the spell batching is is part of it a little bit too but um yeah, for a number of reasons, it just hasn't worked out. And I think it's really disappointing, but um, maybe maybe it'll change. Maybe AB will revitalize it a little bit. I don't know, dude. Um, yeah. It's going to take a community effort like Hardcore in that same vein on the PvP side of things um, that feels very accessible and inclusive and stuff. People would have to get creative and come up with something to, to start a revitalizing again because right now you have these pockets of kind of extremist people who go super hard and they they are happy and they're playing the games but the thing is they go like 300 wins three losses and like they're not really getting just that a savage competition they're looking yep. for they're not getting these nail biters um competitions also the, the grind itself is just so punishing also when it comes to good content 
a lot of times people want to feel like they're part of the conversation, not listening to a conversation. So when you have this pre-made going on, you hear like this techno music playing in the back and you hear these, these, you know, these big pumpers all talking with each other. If you're watching that as a viewer, there's no casting, there's no commentating. You're just yeah. watching this kind of you're like- dis- You're disconnected from it, aren't you? Yeah, you're just watching this dude play from max zoom distance away as you're playing this <laughs> electro music and you don't really understand what's going on. There's no casting. There's no real uh, type of environment to set it up. So there could be casting or tournaments or anything like that. I mean, Blizzard set up a PTR recently. Maybe there's potential there. But, you know, for whatever reason, people haven't got the formula right. And I think it's been a letdown to a lot of people to PvP in the game. Yeah, I'm with you. Geez, I Wouldn't you love to see, I'd love to see Blizzard engage a little more and go and see things like do you think they've got to be watching hardcore right now don't they they've got to be watching it and seeing what we're doing yeah, they're mean, watching. if they came like the first thing that would be good is if they allowed access you know to the api for an add-on a hardcore add-on would be the first step but dude imagine imagine a hardcore server imagine a hardcore I would love server it. and i, would love I th- I think it'd be so easy. I'm not a programmer. I think it'd be so easy to implement because all you're doing is disabling functions, dude. So you just disable res, you disable the auction house, disable mail. I mean, it's you just disable things and you're getting so close to the hardcore server. I would, I would love it, bro. I would, that would be my main server, man. I'm telling you. The thing is that also, you know, if Blizzard does listen to this or something like that, you know, like you, they have it in Diablo. Like they have like, it's called hardcore, you know, like they have, and that's a lot of people's favorite aspect of Diablo. Like it's been a thing that they've done before and people like it. And Yeah, so it know. makes sense. It fits into, it fits into the Blizzard universe. It fits in, it's so, it, it's, it's right in there i mean it's it makes so much sense to me dude i mean so i'd lo- i'd really love to see them but i feel like they won't but i'd love to see them just get hold of this someone get the message put the send the memo up and it's like <laughs> happen you know spin up a hardcore server dude it would be the hottest thing it really really would I'd, I'd i think so because because the guiding light here with hardcore um and and it's it's different from iron man in this sense because you know it was crafted sort of to be streamed is it needs to be fun to play and fun to watch. Like it needs to be designed in a way where it just looks like the person's playing the game somewhat normally, but with finesse and all the incentives are aligned so that, you know, they do want to play with finesse. You're streaming it. People are watching. You You want to make big plays, you know, you want to make good clips, good highlights and, and all this type of stuff. So, you know, when it's fun to play and fun to watch, it's dude. Now that's, that's, that's magical right there. Yeah. It's fun it captured i know you're, you're humble about it dude but you really have it's captured magic in a bottle i think with this with this hardcore deal so i'm i'm, su- I'm super hyped to see where it is we've got this other community cup coming up we've already said it that's the 28th of this month and that is worldwide as well it's a very early start for the oceanic gamers but um that's just the way it is we're used to it um i know Lenya's going to be getting up i think it's a 4 a.m start 3 a.m or 4 a.m start for her in western australia so um oh man yeah i know but she's hardcore so that's it won't be an issue for her um so we're super hyped for that and then super hyped keep everybody keep your eyes out for this the lord of the rings um what do we call it the lord of the rings lord of the rings challenge yeah we'll see how yes. things can be fun it'll take a couple hours it's just a little fun thing just a little bit of flavor dude so keep an eye for that little flavor nugget coming uh in a couple of weeks time definitely looking forward to that okay awesome now what we're going to do we are going to run into the rapid fire questions now, which means I get to press this button. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. High tech, high tech sounder. Um, so we started off doing these as rapid fire questions, but feel free to delve into one if you need a little bit of a nuanced answer. Um, so don't stress about that. So the first question, Horde or Alliance? Horde. Okay. PVP or PVE? <sighs> PVP. 
PVP. Okay. Easy one. Classic or retail? Classic. Worst expansion? Um, worst expansion? World is a drain or? by overwhelming majority that is every time it is it's it's warlords then probably pandaria and then uh cataclysm that seems to be the order that people do it <laughs> um okay now what would you implement in retail if blizzard came to you and said cargoes what do we need to do what can we improve on the game what would you implement okay and i feel strongly about this wipe the slate clean do something unapologetic grab you know you know Full chest, say, sorry, not sorry. I know you have all these battle pets. You have all these pixels. Guys, we care about the health of this game. We want to take it back. I know you, sometimes you need something hard. You know, some, you need to do something difficult in order to make things better. We're going to wipe the slate clean, and we're going fresh. We're, we're just World of Warcraft, re-releasing World of Warcraft. All your Two, characters Almost 2.0. Almost World of 2. Warcraft 2.0. 2. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. You know, that's life. You don't live forever. You know, you come and you yeah. go. It's finite resources, scarcity of goods and services and time. You know, sorry, not sorry. Your character lived a good life. Here's a screenshot for you. Enjoy. You know, Savage, like, dude. let's go again and fresh, baby, fresh in all fresh. caps. Let's fresh go. <laughs> fresh. Okay, that's a big change, boys. That's a big change. Some people out there will be would be definitely definitely getting the, uh, that's the a spicy one about that. Yeah, that's a spicy um, comment for sure. Um, favorite class, hunter. Uh, yeah, hunter. Yeah, you are a hunter, dude. If someone says to you, "What are you?" You're a hunter, aren't you? Easy cloud, yeah. yeah. Um, favorite race, orc. Orc, nice, nice. Um, I've recently started an orc on one of the duo tunes we've been doing. I've never played horde side. I've never done an orc, dude. And so far, I'm loving it, man. That even the starting awesome. zone, and we're beating peons and shit on stream. <laughs> it's so much fun, dude. Beat oh, down on peons. Fun. I've been loving it, dude. These these female orcs, man. It's badass. Um, <laughs> okay, now. The war's over. The war's over. In the original classic zones, where would you go and retire, dude? Where would you live out your days? Lock Madonna. I actually had this question on stream a bunch of times. I love Lock Madonna or the Hinterlands. Nice. I love that type of ambience. Fishing, hunting, have my little lodge, have my little peace pipe. You know, Hell yeah, know. dude. Do you know I had Dunedain on here? He said, he said Stranglethorn Vale, man. That's where he's going to retire. Guy he's have not thinking with... that through, man. He's going to get malaria. <laughs> he's get sliced up by everything like tigers everywhere. and shit everywhere i said you want to be doing that dude Jeez, the humidity SD. man <laughs> nah i don't think he was i think he was sleeping on that dude for sure i think so i think so <laughs> okay um tank heals or dps uh probably dps yeah dps yeah for the hunter yeah. got you um okay classic plus tbc or nothing classic stays classic classic tbc wrath that's it that's what that's what that's what you want to see and then stop tie it off there it's finished classic tbc wrath gotcha and then then eventually in like you know a bunch of years they re-release like and they re-release world of warcraft they just call it world of warcraft there's no crazy yeah. like you know rise of the vulperas or whatever like it's literally <laughs> just world of warcraft no global cooldown fresh game fresh, new mechanics and instead of rebuilding you know you know instead of building some new universe they just basically retcon all of the volpera and everything after wrath completely out of the game <laughs> on it they just totally <laughs> men in black hit that little that it's all gone thing. it's done fairies then, no more fairies dude because you're not even on with the space goats man you don't even like the drain uh, idea i mean there's somewhat service i look at the cinematic i see that one drain eye and it kind of gives me a little bit of hope but then i try to make a drain eye and i spin it around i see the tail tail and i just it kills you dude it, it kills my buzz man i just can't 
Can't yeah. get this. Can't but, but do it's it. gonna be a lot. I mean, the mechan, 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 gnomes, fam. The, the mechan, dude. I feel like I'm playing League of Legends, man. Oh. I can't, dude. The mechanomes. I can't vibe with the mechanomes at all. I think it's the the lore, the fact that the island, the mechanome island, pops out like three nautical miles off the coast of fucking Boralis. You've got a seafaring people that have never seen it. It's like oh, this undiscovered island. They're flying around in fucking little biplanes over there, dude. Nobody, nobody could ever leave the island. It's it just you have to just suspend suspend reality like it just it kills me dude i i don't like him i do not like same here same here man <laughs> okay who do you think the best villain is in the wow universe the best villain best villain Ooh, that's pretty cool i think uh my favorite is probably archimond i think he just looks badass yeah um or the or one of the legends maybe uh keltazad or probably Ar- I, I like yeah. the way that yeah. Nazrathil Nadr- or whatever they call the uh Nazrathil. those those yeah. you know the guys from warcraft 3 look like they have the wings those guys yes. look badass to me yeah hell yeah um and then just flipping that question on it said ultimate hero hero of the universe of the wow universe Mm, hero of the wow universe i mean probably my favorite just cool guys by rexar i like him rexar yeah yeah Yeah. bad dude yeah he's a badass man um now this one here the best cinematic it could be an in-game cutscene. it can be a trailer a cinematic something that got you hyped dude something that maybe gave you goosebumps when you're watching it what do you think i mean as far as cinematics go it's gotta just be the original classic the original. followed by bbc for me that's the normie answer here when um, we see but, the dwarf and his bear dude the warlock I mean, man just... in the context of its time you have to really just think about in the context of its time yep. 2002 they probably started working yeah, on it right because that stuff takes a while maybe 2003 they started working on it uh you could play that right now to just you know, a, Stands a new up. gamer, like a young gamer, something like that, who had no context, and it would be serviceable in 2020. Like they Still just created a cinematic yep. that stands the test of time. 17 years later, doesn't look washed up, doesn't doesn't age like that well. It's no, it's not embarrassing. Well. Like it's not embarrassing, dude. You don't cringe. There's no cringe in it. Whereas a lot of other shit there is, even if from other big games, some of the cinematics from Final Fantasy and some of the other big games from back then i just don't it can be a little cringe dude but or shit was trying to be a little too edgy this was just perfect it really really was absolutely Um, yeah agreed that was a great cinematic okay now you're probably not going to be playing shadowlands but we do have the opportunity so theoretically in shadowlands we're going to meet people who have passed away who've died who would you like to meet in shadowlands they could bring in back lore characters yeah so they're going to be there's people like um Arthas, for example, you've got what was the druid called? Um, um, yeah, there's raid bosses. There's basically anyone in the lore who's died. I mean, someone. Uh, one of my Sourfang didn't Sourfang die? Sourfang died. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To him. I like that guy. He looks badass. And in the beginning, he, he's always. I, I like the orc, like the orc culture, the makara, and like you know all yep. that and stuff like that. Yeah. So dude, probably, probably him. One of my guests said, uh, Mancrick's wife, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, dude. That's a good one. <laughs> I love that, dude. Find out what actually happened once and for all, boys. Find out That's the story. Great. That's good. One. That's great. <laughs> okay. Oh, Maybe that one dude from the Succubus quest, though, for orcs, man. Like, you got me thinking about this now. There's this one dude. Do you know the question I'm talking about? I can explain. No, it. I, I don't. Just do it. Okay. When you make a, when you try to get a, a succubus as an orc, there's this quest, and it's called. It's got something called, you know, I forgot the name of the quest. Anyway, you have to do this long ass quest. You talk to like nine million people, and they eventually send you to Camp T. Yeah. And you're looking for this one dude. He's an orc like grunt. That's the cool thing. He's not some lieutenant. He's yeah. not some. He's not some Corcoran elite. He's just a grunt. 
He's this, you know, he's just a regular lazy, you know, peon grunt guy. So you go searching for him and you go into the into the Quillboard camp. And there's yep. this Quillboard camp north of Camp T. And you just find him there and he's laying face down with his just grunt gear on and he's just face down. And you go to talk to him and you go and he and he's injured in this little hut. Yeah. He goes, Hey, like my name is, you know, whatever Zug Zug. Like I'm I'm mortally or no, like I'm um my leg is messed up. I'll never be able to walk in. I'll be disabled. So just leave me here. Like, I don't want to leave. Like, you do not save no, me. Don't sure. try to save me. Let me die right here and give my like pendant to like my, you know, my lovely orc wife or whatever. And, and this yeah. is supposed to be a, a gesture of like pure love. And you actually just leave him there and he dies. And instead of giving the pendant to his wife, you go and you turn it into the demonologist guy. And he uses that act of selflessness to summon you a succubus. And then you tame a succubus as a result That's of That's so but, savage though, dude. That's savage, yeah. isn't it? This poor dude. Oh Yo. man, that's great. That's great. So he, to meet he, deserves, him, he deserves a res, dude. He deserves a res. Yeah, to meet him in Shadowlands and we'll give him some props, man. Apologize to him. All the warlocks out there apologize to him in Shadowlands. Holy shit. Okay. Yo. Second last question just comes from a fans. We've got a fan question from Guess Who I Be. Favorite weapon, dude? And it doesn't have to be a legendary. It can be a legendary, or it could just be one that you always like to get in the leveling process. Favorite weapon? Mm, favorite weapon. Man, that's a really... That's a really good question. I know. Without notice, I know I didn't give you any any preparation for this at all. No, no. I, think I could probably figure it out. I could probably figure it out. I mean, we'll just go with the but There's probably some cool white weapon that I just love getting so much or some green weapon in the game. But I'm just yeah. thinking about like lore weapons. I'll yep. stay on top with that. Lore weapons, it's either... No, no, no. I know I know it. It's Rockthalar. It's Rockthalar. I, I, I almost I almost tripped my... I almost said Gorehow. It's Rockthalar. 100%. Rockthalar. Okay, nice, nice. I was going to say, I... I was just thinking about it for me there, and I'm actually thinking Varigan's Fist as a pally. I love the Varigan's Fist quest line, dude. I love getting that weapon as a pally. It's one of that's just like some old school questing. I think I was talking to Death Camp about this, man. I just love that. You read, if you do it with no add on, you read the note, and then you go all over, pick the materials, dude, and you get this weapon. And it's a fucking beast when you first get it, like a blue weapon, lasts you like 10 levels or whatever. Fucking love it, dude. Um, Okay, now the final question here is a three-part question involving Jaina or Sylvanas. Um, first one being, which one of them do you like more from a character and lore point of view? Which character do I like the best from? Should you repeat it one more time? Uh, so out of from a lore point of view, Jaina or Sylvanas, as in character development, just as a person, art, whatever. God, this is this is this is rough, dude. This is so rough because I I want to say Sylvanas because yeah. of the Warcraft three Sylvanas, but then I look at her and she looks like a girl that came out of Hot Topic with eyeliner streaming down her face. Now when I see the new and I see the new cinematics, it looks like I cringe from the. And you're not about that, Jaina. Jaina Frozen. You're not about the. That's what I'm Disney. saying. I see Jaina and I think Elsa. I think she's about to burst out <laughs> in the song and start serenading me. And I think that 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 you know Moana is going to pop up out of nowhere and they're going to do a duet. So it's rough. It's rough. So I'm thinking of their of their old selves. Yep. Of their old selves. I think it's got to be Sylvanas. You know, when she was kind of you know yep. an elf and she was you know die. You know, she was she was badass. You know, she was facing down Arthas and she was just like, kill me. You know, kill me, Arthas. Yeah. Just do it. Whatever. You know. Yeah, she, she was she, a she, badass, she, dude. Yeah, she was a badass. So. I think <laughs> okay now the second part of that question involving these two same ladies is in a fight dude in a in a as fair as a fight can be who do you think would win in a fight the mage versus the hunter i mean sylvanas one-shotted the lich king and just <laughs> walked right up inside ice crown citadel and just just yeah. tossed him a casual l with without even a, a firing one bead of sweat i'm gonna go have to say sylvanas would take that <laughs> One of my previous guests said that she turned him into the bitch king, dude. <laughs> pretty, 
pretty much, man. And I, it's it's a show, show. I was there watching the cinematic live, and it's just, I don't know, man. It's it is it's a different one. <laughs> and then the final question, dude, is if both of these lovely ladies server transferred to Moonguard, went into the Lions Pride Inn, which one of them is going to make more gold in the Lions Pride Inn, Jaina or Sylvanas? Sylvanas, people that people like people like bad girls, man. I gotta say, I think so. I say, she's a, she's more of a freak for sure. She's yeah, for sure, for sure. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Now that concludes the questions. Thank you so much for that. What we're gonna do quickly now is some shout outs, community love. So shout out any content where people can find you. Shout out to some of the boys, the guild, whatever, anything, anything up and coming streamers, content creators. Let's go. Just want to shout out the whole hardcore community in particular because it takes a village to make stuff like this happen. Like, and you know, oftentimes anybody who's been an entrepreneur, you realize how how tough it is in the early days to get anything going, any kind of momentum, any people to believe and give it a, give it an honest shot. And everybody that's uh, given the classic hardcore game mode something that's you know very much just like this optional sort of community facilitated yep. thing i just got you got to shout out everybody in there all the, the mods and everything like that you can find me over at youtube.com uh forward slash uh jay heldridge or you can find me on on twitch at cargos gaming um and i i stream pretty much most days i'll stream and um that's pretty much shout out, yeah shout out to juno man for having me in. <laughs> hell yeah on twitter too cargos yeah, on Twitter as well, Jay Heldridge on Twitter. I know it might be Cargos. I'm not sure. If you type Cargos on Twitter, it'll come up. It'll come um, up, yeah. You'll get people can get the um the stream announcements on there too when you're about to go live too. So um so so check that out. I will include those links in the show notes for people as well. Um and he Cargos is obviously in the classic hardcore discord which i'll also include a link we've been we've been pumping that through my discord too anyway so most people know about that um that's awesome now, i just want to shout out gma as well too if you guys are interested in this kind of uh, podcast and community yep. community show type thing we do a weekly most times weekly sometimes we get sometimes we uh we get lazy and we don't do it but uh we've done you know a bunch of episodes over over, over a year now worth of episodes and uh, we do it every week with def camp elderon dunedain um myself you, you've had most of those guys on the shows too at some Dude, point. we've now gone we're four of four we finally we've completed it i've gone through <laughs> i had to get through the mini bosses we got through we got through doing a day in death camp Melderon. we've now taken down the final boss we got cargos on here we're four of four i got grays booked in soon as well dude we're getting this it's rapidly this show is rapidly becoming a who's who list of of wow and the classic community dude i got taladrill on here i got ale lined up Grays, man, it's it's crazy. That's amazing. I got to go back and yeah. check out your old episodes. This is really fantastic. This is very. You even have the sirens and the effects. And everything. <laughs> it's it's been it's been awesome, dude. It's been awesome. And um, so quickly from me, you can find me um, on Twitter at People of Azeroth One, um, People of Azeroth Podcast at gmail.com twitch.tv slash Juno Eclipse. We've got the streams pumping. I'm going to be doing some hardcore um, later today as well. Um, you have done Twitch. And yeah, so big thanks to all the Twitch subs for, for my subs and cargos as well for the people with the subs, the biddies, the patrons. Oh, that's right. Patreon.com slash people of Azeroth. So um, we really do support. We really do appreciate the support and contact and people engaging. Engaging in the chat is is awesome as well when we're streaming. So that's fantastic. Um, I got some people I need to shout out here. So we've got Aaron, Dracorus, Guess Who I Be, Harlow, Capo, Orderis, Zen Phantom, and Demetanos. So thank you all for the continued support. Um, th massive thanks to Cargos, dude. We've been an hour and a half here. It's been an awesome chat, high energy chat, which I loved. Um, and I hope everybody enjoys it. And um, and yeah, for someone who's so busy, I really appreciate you carving out a big chunk of time here for us, Cargo. So many thanks again. 
Dude, I, it's it's so nice to be here, man. I hope we can stay in touch and everything. You seem like just an, the, the best of people, man. You love to see it. Thank you very much <laughs> no, for having me on. Really, really appreciate that. I'm going to hit stop recording. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.